Once again to the procurement podcast with Enim Ado. We had an exciting time with Mr. Ifenyo Ojo, where we discussed uh, moving away from the traditional way of doing procurement to uh, embracing technology. If you've not watched my previous episode, I'd like you to go on all the procurement platform and the podcast platforms and search the procurement podcast with Enim Ado. On YouTube, you are there as a procurement show with Enim Ado. Kindly like, subscribe, and share my content. Today, we shall be having an exciting time, and we shall be talking about the difficulty with employers having to attract the right uh, candidate for the procurement role. According to the Procurement Salary Guide, SIPS, for Sub-Saharan Africa, there's only 36% of uh, employers having the ability to find the right uh, candidate for the procurement role as compared to 49% in the UK. So today we have Mr. Emmanuel Pogo on the show who shall be discussing the issues that have raised regarding the inability to attract the right uh, professionals for the procurement role. So with that much, I'd like to introduce or welcome Mr. Emmanuel to the show. Mr. Emmanuel, you're welcome to the show. Thank you, Mr. Enimado. And, um... Thank you for the platform. It's growing, and um, um, it is my hope that we can all contribute to make it um, one of the excellent platforms out there that provides procurement supply chain logistics information to professionals. So, I would like you to give us a brief introduction by yourself. Okay, so um, like you mentioned, I am Emmanuel Pogo. I am a supply chain procurement and logistics professional. I'm specialized in contract management and administration, strategy and business process improvement. And um, I am in the oil and gas industries, the downstream petroleum sector in Ghana. So basically that's it about me. Okay, that's fine. So that is who Ms. Imano Pogo is. And once I have a much younger audience, I would like you to give us the career progress in uh, procurement. Okay, so um, the procurement supply chain logistics profession is an exciting profession. And um, as you already know, um, the the profession has gone through stages. So we've moved from um, the place where we used to be tactical, people in organizations to strategy, having a seat now in the boardroom, management bringing value to organizations and to people, to where you are. So um, to make it more practical, um, procurement, you have to start by asking yourself, what does it involve? It involves supply sourcing, contract management, administration, supplier, manage, supplier relationship management, tender, bid, and all of that. Procurement professionals are mostly mostly seen in production, warehousing, shipping, logistics, reverse supply chain, finance, and all of that. So what are some of the skills or activities that procurement professionals undertake in organizations? This includes international trading contents, contract um, negotiation, um, planning inventory, 
um, Webuin Voice, um, KPIs, and all of customer service, stakeholder management, and um, a lot more. So you have to ask yourself, which of these, you have to start from somewhere. Which of these do I want to concentrate on? Start from two, three, and then you ask yourself how you can become better at this. And then as you grow, you expand your frontiers. Wow. Wow. So that's an elaborate view on how to progress within the procurement uh, profession. And I believe that as my audience uh, listens, they'll take note of, of it and begin to plan on how to progress in their procurement career. So going to the main issue for discussion uh, today, uh, the issue of concern is how has it been that employees are having difficulty in attaining the right fits for the procurement rule? So what has been the cause for which uh, employees are finding difficult to attract the right uh, candidate for the procurement role. This is also an interesting question um, that um, employers are having difficulty attracting. And um, the report you mentioned earlier when um, you started the program today is a report that I have seen. Um, 49%. Um, in 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 UK and in Europe, and then um, 39, 38% or 36%. And um, interestingly, the report mentions three main factors why it has become difficult for employers to fill the rules. And the um, first one I want to talk about, which is in the report, is on clear progression path for professional. So if I'm a professional. Um, and then I see that you're in your organization, um, your procurement roles are still not a fully fledged unit or department or function, and it is still under finance as a small unit with a procurement officer reporting to a finance manager. And there, there, there isn't an opportunity for me to progress from an officer to a supervisor to a manager to a professional to an advanced professional, then it will be difficult for me to say I'm coming to that organization, knowing very that, knowing very well that now currently um, procurement professionals are hot kick, needed all over the world. And organizations are actually also recruiting all over the world. So um, um, national borders are no more a barrier. Once you have the skills, you can move all over the world. Yeah. So there's clear that the, clear professional and um, progression path for professionals in certain um, companies. And that is one of the reasons why professionals would not like to go and work with those companies. And then um, another reason why um, companies are finding it difficult to fill their advertised roles is because of salary expectation issues, as mentioned in the report. So you see some companies advertising for um, roles that should be filled by advanced professionals because the work they want the person to come and do is strategic role, senior level role, but the salary attached to the role is tactical. So you find it difficult. You cannot expect somebody to come and do um, this quantum of work and then expect to pay the person as if the person is an entry-level person. 
So definitely um, that is one of the reasons I cited in the report. And then they also say there's a lack of skills and experience. Um, I disagree on that point a bit because in my opinion, um, there are skilled professionals around. If you want and if you are willing to pay the right remuneration, you will get them. But the other point also is that organizations should be willing to accept young graduates entry level and train them. Let them go through their meal. You can't always expect people to, I mean, people like, you know, in Ghana here, people 10 years, 15 years experience. How do you expect people who have completed school a year and two to have those experience? So that is the thing. I'm saying that um, industry, prof, um, institutions should be willing and ready to provide internship opportunities, national service opportunities, contract opportunities, opportunities that will afford young graduates um, the experience and the skills needed by these industry players. Wow. Thank you. But I see that there's a point you made that is, for me, I think is very interesting. With the issue of companies giving uh, graduates the opportunity to do internships and all, also be able to learn on a job. See, it's a very serious matter. How does a young graduate get three years experience from? If you're not willing to give the person opportunity to enter to learn, then you can't find what you're looking for. But many are looking for already cooked professionals to come work for them. And that has been the menace uh, an issue yeah. in Ghana. And I think that it, it, it's a yeah. call on companies to begin to open up their doors if they really, really find the importance of procuring professionals in their company. In other words, begin to open their doors to train yes. and to retain so that they will not have issues having to scout for uh, people because now the market has opened and the, the remuneration that they are seeking for regarding their experience is high. But you can bring somebody in, train the person, and build on the person. You can retain and also gain value for which you or the investment made on the person. So let's all begin to uh, open our doors and to give the young ones opportunity to learn uh, in their profession. So I love the particular point that you made. So moving on, uh, how can uh, this uh, gap in finding the right uh, candidate affect future filling of uh, procurement roles? Okay, so um, if, if, if we are not careful, um, the situation will get worse. Um, so, and once this situation gets worse, um, the consequences will be there. And um, um, one of the key functions of procurement professionals is to manage risk for the organization. So delivery risks, um, contract risk, and um, all the other risks that procurement and supply chain professionals manage. So um, we need to take actions now so that um, tomorrow, one year from now, five years from now, um, companies um, um, can have the right people giving them the right supply chain and procurement value in the organizations. Okay. Okay, so having spoken about these things, then uh, I, want, I, I don't want us to end this thing without we having to recommend the 
give recommendation on how to uh, solve this particular issue. So do you have any recommendation on how we'll be able to meet both local and international demands on the rising need for procurement professionals in the world at large? Um, thank you very much again, Mr. Nimado. Um, so the recommendations are things that are um, already known. Um, I just need to reiterate or amplify them. Um, number one, there is the need for planning, um, both on the side of organizations and then on the side of um, young graduates and on the side of experienced professionals. We need to plan our profession in such a way, our career development, in such a way that we are aware of where we want to go to, the skills we currently have, the skills that are needed, and the steps we need to take to fill the skills gap that we need so that we are prepared for all the roles that will become available for us in the near future. Then the second thing I want to show, the other side is that organizations must also plan properly their procurement roles and their department and units and make sure that they have um, the right career progression paths in their department so that when they, when they attract uh, procurement professionals, they will not turn over will be low. They will not come in and see that there isn't any clear path for them to go and then leave you. Then the second aspect is this. There is the need for continuous professional development. And then you becoming a member of a professional organization. And there are many respectable, recognized professional institutions out there that when you are a member, um, it increases your visibility, your value, um, because they provide information, training, and a lot of advantages to professionals. And this includes the Chartered Institute of Procurement and Supply, which I'm a member of, um, the Chartered, um, there's, um, Chartered Institute of Logistics and Transport. There are many professional institutions and also bodies out there that we need to, procurement professionals need to be associated with. Institutions to encourage their employees to become members of these professional organizations, institutions, associations. And they can do that by absorbing, absorbing the um, yearly subscription dues of this institution. So if, um, if you have employees in your procurement department or supply chain department, make sure that you encourage them to register and become members or chartered members, affiliate of SIPs and pay their dues for them. That way they get the training and all the advantages that SIPs will provide for free. Okay. Thanks for the laudable uh, point you made. Can anybody out there, yeah.